0: episode of the Spinoza Triad in which Richard, Dan and myself John Gibbs discuss artificial intelligence we hope to apply philosophy and our understanding of human consciousness and intelligence to our understanding of artificial intelligence which is increasingly one of the most interesting topics of our times I hope you enjoy the discussion
1: Started with a question, John. Well, it's the one you asked yesterday. But what, what's the relationship between consciousness and intelligence?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good start. That, yeah. that is a good start, yeah. Uh, I think those are, from, from what I, yeah, from what I can understand, when discussing, and that's the task of today's discussion,
2: yeah. is to look at... Uh, Might that question take us off on the wrong path a bit? Uh,
0: what, the difference between intelligence and consciousness? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think, because if you can have an intelligent machine, but but you insist still, and that's a debate, that it is unconscious. That may, that may be more worrying. That may be more uh, frightening. That may be more, or it may be more. Or it maybe it maybe asks us to think about what we mean by consciousness. And I think that is the that's the that's where philosophy comes in with artificial intelligence. Is it's asking us to consider our own intelligence, our own consciousness, and what we mean by those things.
2: Have you guys read um, David Chalmers' The Hard and Easy Problem of Consciousness?
0: Uh, I can't say I've read the book, no, but I I know of his ideas. No, but
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, And obviously you've got the Chinese room to get through as well. Do you think, though, that there's, I mean, as a a sort of, the the, the problem of this is
1: in that relationship, Do you have any sort of initial thoughts just on that before we get going with that? What
2: about Dan? Do you you have a a thought on that? Consciousness or intelligence? Yes, we we can't be sure whether a machine is conscious or not as it gets more and more uh, Mm. able to do certain things and with enormous speed. Uh, But when it reaches that point of singularity, that was coined by a guy called Vernon Vinge in the 1980s. As soon as it gets to the point of singularity, that question, that division between consciousness and intelligence, won't matter, because then then it will be doing all sorts of things that even us, even we as conscious individuals, will not understand. Will be okay, like well, that's trying to understand U.S. foreign policy.
1: What about if we framed it in terms of not just AI, but for us, for for, for people? You know, is 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 a is there a division between, say, you know, animal? consciousness intelligence and I put human in there as well I mean it is what do you see as a relationship
2: between those what we... sorry John yeah yeah yeah,
0: well, uh, yeah uh, if if it's true then I'll take I'll pick up your proposition there that as time goes by if if intelligence if the machines that we have today and I'll take intelligence to mean something like capability mm. You know, they can do things extraordinarily quickly. I mean, I, I think if, if you see someone and they can add up remarkably quickly, if they can remember things extraordinarily quickly, if they have a, a large reference library of memory, you say to them, Well, you're very bright, you're very intelligent. That's the sort of thing we say. And a lot of our education system will define intelligence along the in terms of, of those sorts of things, of a proficiency. Well, if you get, if a thing gets more and more and more and more intelligent over the years, and that's that seems to be where we're going. I mean, this debate since since david chalmers that must be a while ago what 20 odd years and, and before that you know before the turing test 1950s what's happening is that it, the intelligence of machines is remarkable if if you take my definition which is proficiency it can do things and your proposition dan is that it won't matter in the end in, mm. in the end we won't ask our machines conscious we'll just say I don't. It doesn't matter because I can't. In, I now can't tell. <laughs> now that might be more. That might well. That leads us to a very kind of ontological problem, which is about human existence. Well, oh, oh, is that just us then? Are we are what? we not really conscious, but just very proficient I mean, machines? I, well, I, 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 I think. Gone. Oh no, I, I was going to
2: say just. On, sorry about that. Just, just uh, wheeling back on what you said there, John. Uh, and so we don't perhaps need to go all the way to singularity. I mean, David Chalmers raises that point himself by raising the problem of philosophical zombies. He says even now, when we look at look at everyone else in the room, we can explain the easy problem of consciousness, which is uh, we can see people paying attention, we can report people's mental state by the way they're behaving, we can see whether they're asleep or awake. Those are the easy problems of consciousness. But we can't explain the hard problems, which is like experience. what's it? What's it feel like to uh, taste a banana? To to smell um, the smeller you know a, a pong? It, you can't it, you can't capture <laughs> to capture those those things. So what what David Chalmers says is most of the most of the presumption of uh, inner consciousness is based upon only. Uh, The easy problem of consciousness, which is the outward signs of it. So uh, most of the manifestations of consciousness are just um, Outward displays of behavior So we could presume he says, how do we know that? um, that that we are not philosophical zombies, you know, and uh, we might be performing everything in a, in a certain way. We might uh, meet people, we see them smiling, we see them happy, and we see them crying, and we therefore presume there's an inner life from those uh, outward signs of behavior. But um, uh, we can't actually um, gauge the consciousness going on inside. So Uh, The argument he puts forward for is a philosophical zombie to say that uh, um, most of the idea of consciousness, which hasn't been explained, is just a lot of um, hoping that people are conscious the way we are conscious.
0: Well, Yeah, I'll add something to that, Dan. Which is hoping we're conscious the way we... Hope we're conscious. <laughs> you know what yeah, I, mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just possible, isn't it, that the human brain, remarkable instrument that it is, through hundreds of millions of—well, not for many, for many millions of years—I can say the human brain. If I take all of evolution, hundreds of millions of years, but has produced through a series of sort of adaptations, adaptations, you know, patches and upgrades to the mm-hmm. world, has produced a profoundly powerful sense of our own identity. Yeah. And that, that we assume, Yeah, you know, sometimes you don't. I mean, there is all of, all of us have had this view. I don't know if you've had it. I mean, maybe just me. I'm going to admit I'm a, a psychopathy or something. But when you look at other people and you think, I wonder if you're real, you know, I'm, you know, I wonder, I wonder, you know, I know I am, but I can't quite get the idea that you're the center of your own universe as well as, as, as I feel I am.
1: But I think uh, I mean just quickly on, on on the initial consciousness and intelligence one. Just uh, I, I I would say that conscious you know consciousness arises through uh, an element of self awareness. So intelligence we've got as if you if sort of defined it, John. You know collection, you know, knowledge, this kind of thing, and and consciousness is 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 a an element of self awareness. So really, what you're gauging I suppose with it's they call it the problem of other minds don't they you know the problem of other minds is then how much of self-awareness does the other or someone else have and like you say you can't gauge it the the problem I think if you go too far down that route though is you end up in a kind of um, a sort of subjective idealism Berkeley isn't it where you start to think you know is is there anything outside of my is that you have to act as if everyone has another mind because it would be it wouldn't be rational to mm. assume that nobody has an, another mind you have you have to assume it, it's, it's the rational response well, isn't it that someone else has a mind and is self-aware mm.
0: absolutely and as and as and as good philosophers which is what we are <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. which is what we are good philosophers right. we've introduced well, yeah. the idea of reality I mean, the idea of the of the world, the world external and the world internal, the mind yeah. and outside matter. Can I just that, add, to that, add that? And I think that goes yeah. that. Go on, go on. Yeah. Down. Can I
2: just, so if, if we if we do solve the problem of other minds by presuming, I think that's what you're yeah. arguing there, Rich. Well, I, I think, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, you have, yeah, you have to assume because yeah. Yeah. there's no other no other possible way. Um, except possible use of language in the way language structures and creates identity. But that's another discussion. Um, so if we're using presumption, we would then have to, when we start to see uh, machines either in software form or in some form of corporeal form acting in a certain way that denotes consciousness, we would then have to give it the same, um, uh, you know, Possibilities that we give to other people we meet in the street and presume that they are conscious too. Uh, we can't jump into someone's head and experience their own qualia for them. That's the hard problem of consciousness. We just presume those qualia are going on like they're going on inside us, ourselves, experienced individually. Uh, whether we do that with machines or not, but it seems like the argument would say we'd have to, the argument you're putting forward there. Uh, well, no, I, I just—I we think we make that presumption of, of consciousness to people. We should do the same with possibly machines uh, as they unfold into the future.
1: I, I think it depends on what level of uh, you know do we view machines and you know the possible intelligence that's coming. Will we, it is coming as yeah. self-aware, or 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 is it an intelligence? Because if it's just intelligence, then no, you probably wouldn't. Act as if it's it's conscious. If, if we start to see a level of self-awareness in the way that you would you would attribute to a person, but I mean, you know, that's the human right. problem, isn't it? It's, it's putting yeah, human it's traits human. on on onto on yeah. other things. The same with animals, isn't it? You know, the
0: yeah, that's yes, absolutely. I was just thinking, I right. written down animal. I mean, that's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. We, we we do that. It's a problem. It's not it's not an easy problem we solve. With the living world around us, and we say things like uh, plants aren't conscious, but animals are conscious, and then we then we sort of create sort of a grade, grade in your mind of things that you can yeah. eat and things you can't eat. Somehow, you know, in some cultures, you don't really like to eat horses. But somehow, you associate yeah, probably yeah. because you have some sense of them being more conscious. And if someone tells you, well, actually, pigs are as intelligent as horses, that's a bit worrying. But I try to think about it. Yeah. So there is that kind of sense in which we do impose upon. We'll animals project, and the we? outside world. Yeah, a, a a subjective moral order, and it's uh, we, we can't know <clears throat> what it's like to be looking out from the eyes of an animal, or what kind of intelligence they have. Yeah, we'll assume a consciousness, yeah, and we'll give that consciousness a a, a moral value. Well, that's that's where we'll have to go with the AI. But, it, but do you not think with animals, uh, and I,
1: I we've we... We haven't experienced AI yet at this level, but I mean, with animals, do you not think there's a kind of, we're haunted very much by kind of a religious ideology here, you know, where you've got, you know, even even sort of atheists or the, the way in which we think about this relationship, there's that kind of, you've got the problem of souls, haven't you, that traditionally, whether or not you believe or, or not, I feel like that, that kind of, that kind of um, vague undertones of, of, of a religious discourse there where, where, you know, humans have souls, animals don't. Uh, and whether or not you believe that or not, it's that's still a, a narrative, isn't it? It's, it's still a story that underpins um, many societies. So, you, you know, by not having a soul, it means you're okay to eat them. You know, they're there to serve you. And and I, I feel that that's sort of, it's a, it's a line that runs within... It, it, this is how we justify treating pigs badly and horses. Absolutely, you know, badly it is that,
0: is that thing when you, you know, when you when you meet your religious aunt when you're a child, or religious grandmother. I can no. remember doing, and she says something like, "Oh, well, you know, where's 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 granddad now, grandma? <laughs> He's in heaven." And the kid has to think about this and says something like, "Well, does everyone go to heaven? Yeah, everybody goes to heaven, right? Okay, everyone goes to heaven. I won't introduce hell to this child right now. Well, everyone goes to heaven. or does does the cat go to heaven? Yeah, yeah. Cat goes down. Did, did, did the cat go down? What about spiders? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. no, oh, oh dear. You know, yeah. stop asking these questions. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Uh, that that said, but where
2: where we're just taking us this discussion with the well, well where we're taking that, that is yeah.
0: that 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 conscious sense of ourselves as having an individual identity. It's got to come from somewhere, and it's either the product, the byproduct of the machinery of the mind. In other words, the the blob of stuff in here and other things as well, the body and such like, yeah. produce that profound, but illusory belief that I'm a unique individual, and so on. Or because it's such a profound belief, so it feels so powerful, I can't quite get the idea that the other people are you know are the same. I'll, I'll find a, I'll find an explanation for this, another story, another subjective story, and the story will be that God, or the, the universe or something, put within me something else, the soul. So, uh, so I'll answer that. I'll say, he, he, if, if, if I can't believe it's a product of the mind, it's, uh, then, it's, then it comes externally from somewhere else. But it feels that way, doesn't it? Of course it does. I
2: read some bits of this and seen the YouTube stuff, so a guy called Yuval Noah Harari. Yes, Harari,
0: yeah. It's yeah. very
2: interesting. He sort of about the effects on the Anthropocene and the effects of humanity. And, and in a nutshell, I don't want to misquote him, he kind of says that AI isn't going to be wandering around talking to us like, you know, the 1950s, 60s kind of sci-fi robots, but it's going to be firmly embedded in our society through the way we all interact. It, it's going to change our humanity. It's going to change our... Uh, our stories. You started with stories there, started with religion, yeah. heaven and hell. Well, what he's arguing is that, is that um, uh, AI uh, will very subtly and very swiftly change the human story and start directing the human story to the point where we'll, we'll move so fast, the fact that we won't quite know what's happened uh, and that we will then become shaped by uh, AI and led by it. So the stories will be led by AI rather than ourselves. Now, Whether this is conscious or not is immaterial, but the fact it will have a massive impact upon society. Uh, And you can start to see it already with ChatGTP, uh, you know, a thing which has been ubiquitous and talked about the last six months or so. Um, Everyone's downloaded it, put a quick quick, uh, look at it. it. It creates a sense, the whole point is, this technology creates a sense of intimacy with human beings, uh, and that intimacy will get even more and more deep as time moves on. And this will have serious implications for politics, society, spirituality, etc., and will change things enormously, some for the good, some for the worse. But the ideas we have now will mean very little in a hundred years' time if we haven't Dealt with the climate change crisis, but uh, and we're still we're still here chatting away. Things will be very different because of AI, and I think that's the thing we should be discussing about: how would we how would we relate to that difference, or would we but, would we be
1: you, able to relate to it? But do you not think that the question of whether or not it's self aware? it's not key in understanding or accepting it? Or do you think it's purely
2: like a sort of hypodermic syringe model where where we are just absorbing yeah. information? I think what I'm trying to argue is I think it's going to change human consciousness. Right, yeah. I think, and so that's where, that's where it will manifest itself. You can see the level of, it's hard to say, you don't want to it, it cast dispersions here, but human relationships, I'd say in the last I'm not speaking for my own life here, but have gotten slightly more mechanical uh, than they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, and is it to do with everyone peering at phones, which is the start of disappearing into AI? You know, you, you, your whole world is being produced for you by an algorithm, Spotify lists, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, Your Google search, everything is, is being marshaled. So your consciousness is being directed by the machine yeah, uh, yeah rather than other human beings and interactions and looking up and having conversations and talking uh etc etc those things that previous generations
0: um well experienced in a in a sense <clears> then <throat> i mean as you write as you said that you could you could see i could see you hesitating to not you know not not adopt a kind of uh, a, a lament for a, a more authentic world Yes, yeah. which is you know so, oh, so that, that, that Old man you know, sad, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, which, which, which we don't want any which of that you, nonsense. We tend to do, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, when I was we a lad, do. you talked to people and you played the piano yeah. and, you, and you sang, mm. and people don't, and so forth. Yeah. And so, you um, know, human and relationships.
2: candle burn, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you did, and that was <laughs> entertainment watching a candle burn. Yeah. <laughs> Sucking a mint was a night out. <laughs> <laughs> thing, <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I can see the way you're hesitant, yeah. and, but you can see that that back, at, not just in the 19th century, but before that, in a sense, the modern, the philosophers of the modern dealing with dealing with that. That, to some extent, is that the world is changing so fast. Change changes the dramatic, changes the is the yeah. is the nature of our reality. And our consciousness
2: is changing because of these yes. m- because of these it, machines. And it, and it,
0: and it has been. And it absolutely has been. And you're right, it's not just looking at phones, but it's... it's. We, we live in a world of... I mean, we've talked about this in the past, about retreading things. The loss yeah. of a kind of sense of... Um, well, augmented reality. A loss of a sense of the of the um, yeah of, of the of forgetting. It's difficult to forget things now. I mean, things have we are so we can so easily record, and that changes yeah. us. I mean, for a start, I mean, I presumably I, I have no memory at all of my grandparents, my great grandparents, my great grandparents. I remember my grandparents a bit, but my great grandparents, no memory. But presumably, I, God help them our descendants will will be able to observe us wittering on, as you say, completely wrong about the future uh, in, and, yeah. and we'll say, oh, how quaint, how absurd their ideas were. But nonetheless, we will kind of be there. Well, I don't know what that's going to do. That sense of what well, changes our view of mortality, that change of, people, of, of past people, and forgetting was part of our conscious reality. And it's going to be harder to forget things. It's just one small example. Yeah. Of as you say, it's already there. I think we've been changing our changing our relationship with the world through technology for quite some time. Yeah, and it's, as you say, it's going to get even more more dramatic. Well,
1: this stuff largely goes back. I mean, what you're saying there, Dan, trim of the um, uh, the postman stuff that we looked at. The technological determinism, the way in which he argues yeah. that technology is is producing the culture. It's that yeah, you know, we're playing catch up. I mean, he was saying that in in the 90s, wasn't he? And how in, I mean, what he He does also say in there that the information there becomes so much information it becomes shorter and shorter and shorter and, and shorter short sound bites and that's what you saw really with early social media, Twitter with shorter you know you could only have so many characters and mm. Instagram videos were one minute and and the human being gets tr- almost trained to have a have a shorter attention span but I think there's another w- sort of evolution there that the, the relationship with technology and, and, and AI, because I, I'm assuming quite quite quickly that the a- AI could be designing the, the technology. I wonder how long it will be before it starts to develop technology that faster surpasses anything that humans have managed to look at so far. I think that's something that will really start to evolve quickly. Then singularity, isn't it?
2: That's what's called singularity.
1: I think isn't the singularity when you know, when information
2: exponentially starts to duplicate at, at a level infinite almost isn't it you- once it surpasses the singularity point obviously it has the capacity to grow infinitely because it's not it doesn't have the constriction of neurons that human brain has yeah it could use every other machine every other machine would grow uh, at equal pace and would know every terminal every aspect of software would know everything at the same time because everything yeah. would be shared whereas human beings all existing in their consciousness individually restricted by their by the limits of their skull or their brain capacity uh, whatever we, that's what we're discussing what does that actually mean but then it goes beyond it and what the people why people say that we should be afraid of this is because once it goes beyond we will become like uh, pets you know like cats and you can well, start to you could start to say, are we already, like my earlier point, where, whereby, you know, the, the the AI or the computers or the technology, whatever, whatever term we want to use, is actually shaping uh, the stories we tell ourselves and shaping uh, aspects of human consciousness already. So imagine yes. one, it has the capacity to go beyond human intelligence. What will that do to human intelligence? What would it do to the stories we tell ourselves uh, that have already been said by the AI, you know, um, so it's all going to be very intimate. It's going to be very odd, very intimate. Yes, yeah,
0: it will. It will be very odd, I think. But then again, very odd is where we are right now. For anyone, for anyone who came from the past, that, that is one of the dis- disconcerting things about getting old, is the world increasingly looks very, very odd. Mm. you know in all sorts of ways I mean, it looks very similar as well i mean there is that cliche that yeah. things change things change the same, same but there there are that that idea of technology changing yes absolutely where the idea that they're going to rise up against us you know oh it's not that it's, uh, you know i don't or, 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 Not, not like yeah the invasion of the robots uh, terminator or something like that 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 kind but i don't think it's to... that's too complicated
2: it's too kind of too
0: expensive. or the intelligence is that we create, once they achieve this point of surpassing our see, surpassing our abilities and so on, but and, and and kind of cascades into the future, you know, where they start learning from each other and so forth. I, I, Much faster. We we'll also once once that once that has happened, uh, what we tend to do is, ah, oh, that would be terrible. That's partly, I think, because of our own. That that's that's a um, kind of guilt of humanity. You know, we treated the world badly. We treat each other badly our own intelligence appears to be as cruel as it is creative mm. won't that be won't that be true of intelligences that we create they'll be supremely crueler and more more uh more distant from us than we can imagine so we will be we will be the animals then we'll be the insects then yeah like we'll, we'll, be, we'll either be ignored or we'll be d- exploited yes well i don't know <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be very different. But I think that's, that's, that's us talking to ourselves about our own guilt. Oh, I see, right. I think it's a narrative we've imposed on. You know, so whenever you hear, fear it, you know, watch out, that you're just worried about we've buggered the world up. And we're, we, we are we are we are assuming that our intelligence. Well, you know, that is a problem. I just go off on a tangent here. Our pro- pro- problem for us is we're supremely intelligent. As far as we can tell, there's nothing else in the universe as intelligent as us. The, the, the really surprising thing is that we haven't come across intelligent things in space and such like the communicating universe. It's extremely rare. This level of intelligence seems to be extremely rare in the universe. Life may not be rare, but intelligence appears to be extremely rare. So we we may be it. Fact, it's just it's just possible we are the only conscious things in the universe that can say these sorts of things and look back at themselves and wonder about it. I'll go into that too much. So uh you know I've completely lost some of the point now, I forgot what I'm gonna say.
2: So basically you were saying you were saying inter- intelligence could be seen as a bad thing maybe because we've used it badly and that's why we feel guilty that, that's
0: that's the yeah. point I was offered yeah. Dan thank you very much yeah. you've got me back on the rails yeah. the, <laughs> the, the we, we why isn't human intelligence benign and mm. creative and astonishingly okay. uh, humane and it doesn't appear to be you know our, be- our behavior suggests intelligence is, to- is a bit of a curse. In fact, it may be that the reason there's not much intelligence in the universe is because it's a, it's a death sentence. Mm. You know, there are all sorts of intelligent civilizations pop up in the universe, but they don't last very long. Like we're not going to last very long because it's not a great idea <laughs> to be intelligent. It produces a kind of savagery.
2: Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Like the best expression of intelligence is competition. I don't get that. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. When you can achieve so much more through cooperating. (laughs) You know, I I always hope so. I hope so. Without being a communist or without going to extremes, people cooperate, uh, they achieve more. People compete, they achieve less. One person might win at the expense of everyone else. I mean, are we just so we're confusing perhaps intelligence
1: with consciousness? Perhaps I mean I, I, I wonder intelligence on its on its own in a pure sort of mechanical sense is is mm. you know if, if we're applying ethics to it there has to be a level of do not think a level of of self awareness to that intelligence perhaps or or maybe just maybe the void that a total lack of it or or can you if you replicate enough intelligence if you like or enough data you have going in there. Will it or can it become self-aware, uh, and and can we can we kind of define or break that down? You know, in, in, into something. Well, I mean, with with with, with sorry, just quickly, with, with with AI. You know, does it does it become with singularity? Is that also a level of self-awareness? From what you're saying there, Dan, I'm I'm wondering, does it? Are you saying that it doesn't need any self-awareness? Is, is that just us imposing a kind of uh, you know human? construct onto that because I, I i think it's key the the, the reason that we interact or, or, or i could see ai becoming what will shift is when it has its own opinions and its own thoughts and it, and it, and it already does doesn't it with chat gtp you can ask questions and it, there's definitely a kind of
2: uh, a, a viewpoint that it has yeah but that's that's simulation that that's not necessarily it's like a computational model of consciousness, isn't it? It's not really necessarily the same thing as a conscious thing. It's like when you talk to the Alexa and it and it says certain things, as long as you use Alexa, it will yeah. have a discussion with you, as long as you end every sentence with Alexa. It's like, so I don't need to go out this evening, I can talk to Alexa. If,
1: if, if you break... the... Sorry, John, just quickly. I mean, just because within that, I mean, and again, you you can kind of, problematize that with with the, the kind of consciousness can't you because I, I know that um, there are studies done aren't there on humans whereby actual conscious decision making is, is is occurring after the brain has made up its mind what it's going to do yeah. you know you know do you, you turn left do you turn right well you, you think you're making a conscious decision but on on, on fMRI scans you can see that the, the choice has already been made before you've consciously made it so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just so i'm just still thinking around that that area of self awareness con- consciousness it, it, do, we, do we put too much weight in it within human beings because empathy and, and and you know very real things in the world you know other human suffering is based upon this this primacy of consciousness or, or perhaps that's something that we we we're, we're overstating here when we're looking at ai
2: It might be a deeply human thing. It's your uh, interesting thing. I forget the study that that shows that the brain is making decisions before uh, the conscious self has. It's a very interesting uh, study. I forget where it comes from, but it's a very interesting one. And that's terrifying for us as human beings because we'd say, therefore, uh, nobody's responsible uh, for anything and nobody should be praised for anything because it's just just brains bumping into each other. Uh, There's nothing more to it than to life than
0: that. That's because we don't like the idea of determin- no. determinism. We don't learn like the idea. We don't like the idea of, of loss of free will. We, are, we, assume a, a whole, we assume a great zone of free will where actually free will is very narrow, if it exists at all. We don't, we don't like that idea. Actually, I, actually, I don't, but that's another, that's a, probably a podcast for another day. It's no? another podcast, but, yeah. but another podcast on free will and determinism. But the, the idea that, you you know, that my brain is already, you know, I'm going to pick this cup up now, but actually my brain was already sort of mulling on the, you know, the bits of the brain that said the cup picking up bits of the brain already had that some time ago doesn't doesn't really worry me. All that suggests is the brain's an awful lot more complex than I than I imagined. And that I'm not surprised at all. There's all, because and that leads us to the to discussion of what exactly consciousness is, because it clearly isn't one thing. It isn't like a binary. I'm asleep. I'm awake. Because there's there's levels mm. of consciousness while you're awake, and there's levels of consciousness while you're asleep. And anyone who's had a full on anaesthetic will realise that's a very different kind of unconsciousness to the unconsciousness you experience when you sleep. And the, and being awake, there's a, there's being in the moment, there's being very alert to the moment, and so forth. So consciousness is very fluid. Um, and it's not surprising, therefore, that my brain is working on all sorts of unconscious things ever since Freud got hold this idea, you know, that uh, <laughs> that that I am not conscious of myself. The one thing I'm not conscious of is myself. It doesn't, doesn't surprise
1: me at all. Is, 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 is that that different to AI, though, Dan? I mean, that's very similar in some respects, then. You're going to end up with... Uh, you know something in AI, if we take it as a sort of universal as well I mean, that's the other interesting wasn't it? you know if we're defining consciousness within humans as being separate entities, you know people like Jung will argue for a collective conscience and we, but in in machines is it is it is it one singular artificial intelligence of which you feel different strands depending on your phone? It's like almost like um octopus tentacles coming down where everyone gets a sort of different version but it is one. Or, or, or will it? Will there be a, a multiple AIs where you have a personal kind of relationship? It'll be one, it'll be one. It'll just, it'll be, it'll be, just be like the like internet. internet. It'll be like Google being conscious, or not. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps it evolves in such a state whereby you know you get different forms of AI. I, I know uh, in the discussion, the guy—I uh, I can't remember his name—the um, guy that wrote the book. He wrote a book on happiness, and he's just done one on AI. And I, I heard an interview with him. He was one of the he was one of the guys that initially worked a lot in this area, um, and he was saying about good AI and, and, relatively speaking, good AI and bad AI, and how various forms of AI will then combat negative forms of AI. But he did say it's, it, it will change everything. I mean, quite worryingly, his one bit of advice was to be nice to it.
0: Well, again, that's that's that that's that 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 underlying fear that oh dear, we treated the world badly so with so well the forms of intelligence that we create in the future. uh, Absolutely, I don't think we can leave this conversation without agreeing that whatever it does, it will change everything. (laughs) But everything has been changing. That's the thing. Anyone coming from a few hundred years ago to the present will say everything's changed.
2: changed." That's what Descartes said at the beginning. He said it's not possible that a machine would able, I think I came across a, a point, that Descartes talking about this that it's not possible for any machine to ever think or to ever come up with any computation whatsoever. Um, so there's no. So people in the past would not be able to understand what is going on at the moment. You're absolutely right, John.
0: Only a few years ago, I had a conversation with people who insist entirely that it, it was that, that a computer can never beat someone at chess because there was an area of chess which was kind of creative and inspirational yeah. and uh, and uh, intuitive. And never, an AI will never paint things because the painting is in, inspirational and intuitive, and it will never be able to crack a joke because that's special to humans' sense of humour, irony, and such like. Well, it all appears to be none, those; those; those are tumbling. I mean, it's it's Deep Blue beat Gary Kasparov, and then we all thought, oh dear. I thought always thought chess was a bit beyond computers, and now the, the, the world's best Go player has been beaten, and so on. So it's it's undoubtedly true that the, that, the, the, that myth. That there's a special kind of inspirational creativity comes from the gods, maybe comes from the muses. That computers will never touch. I doubt that's We're going to see that fall apart. It's already fallen. There won't be there won't be a bit of human intelligence that's reserved for us. I, I think there'll be. I
1: think you're right, Dan, what you were saying earlier, though, about the, the, the melding of, of technology in humans. and humans. And I just think that when I when AI starts to develop the technology, that's that's when because, you you know, does does the phone become some kind of pill that you swallow that, that, <laughs> that literally goes into your brain or, or nanobot that goes in there and then starts to, you know, starts to work with, with, within you, you know, and it's, but I mean, just, is it worth here discussing, uh, you know, we're talking about a relationship between human beings and, and, uh, and AI and perhaps our, how we would then form
0: it. What about the Turing test? Are, are, are we past that now? Well, because that is one of the most famous, isn't it? That's, that, that is the sort of ah. Well, we'll know when we've created artificial intelligence, because it will be able to fool us and fool the most e- pan, panel of experts, the Turing test. Once a piece of it of artificial intelligence can communicate with us so that we are it's indistinguishable from a from a human being, then it then it's achieved intelligence. Well, I think we talked the other day briefly about this that. You might say, well, that's, that's daft, because I the other day I was on, you know, when you phoned up some company or other, and a, and a very polite young woman mm. answered, you realized disconcertingly after a second or two, that in fact, this was an auto voice, or mm. an AI-produced voice. Or you could have conversations with, with Chat GPT which are convincingly real. Or if they're not convincingly real after a little bit, they're certainly down the road. So you say, oh, well, the Turing test didn't work. But actually, Turing was also saying that more subtly, what we said earlier—that intelligences of the future will will do two things. It, once you can't tell that intelligence is, you know, it imitates us, the imitation game. Once it imitates us so convincingly, does it matter? In the end, intelligence of that kind—if it convinces us it's real, it is real. Because aren't we just imitating? That goes, and that's where we came in on this conversation, in a way. Does, does does consciousness? There's a special preserve, a special preserve of consciousness, which we insist. Um, and then, then, so the answer—not well, the answer, but an alternative view—is the famous Chinese room exp- thought experiment. If I were in a room, and I've got ev- I've got every kind of um, files and files and files of instruction manuals, which which give me. Uh, how to respond to Chinese letters, even though I properly gra- grammar and syntactical instructions and so on. If I get the syntax right and have the instructions to do it, if someone sends messages under the door in Chinese, which I can't speak a word of, that I, I, I learn, I have the proper responses laid out before me, then I give them back, pull them out of the cards, pull the cards out, check the things, put them back under the door. The person outside is convinced... There's a native Chinese speaker in there, and in fact, I'm just simulating the ability to speak Chinese. Mm. So that that that's John Searle, and John Searle's observation there is asking us to do that. Say, so, you know, it, it, simulated intelligence isn't consciousness. Well, does it matter? And and and, uh, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a simulated consciousness. So we're so we're back so we're back to the to the problem you said, Dan. Of the human, of the of the conscious zombies, the zombie. Uh, uh, how can I be certain if I if I have if I have no soul, and my brain is just a, a, a millennium long product, uh, a, a millennium long project to produce consciousness, and it does it so effectively that I am convinced i have a have a true identity. Does it matter, other than to be a bit disconcerting to to wonder if we are, you know, just simulations.
2: Well, it does matter because without it then obviously uh, any systems of ethics or um morality uh, become meaningless if if you're not you know so i think it's a very great it's a, as, as rich was saying it's a very human thing so it might not matter so much to machines whether machines will be ethical or moral maybe they will be in their own way who knows if wherever if we if, if they ever get there but um uh, the where we are at the moment We can't prove that consciousness is, I mean, that's another podcast, Free Will and Determinism. We can't be sure that consciousness is is in the driving seat uh, of our decisions. But we definitely act as if it is. Otherwise, uh, our society would turn to dust very quickly.
0: But you're using the word, Dan, act. An act can mean, you know, pretend, simulate, uh, like an actor. And you, say, and you say, well, in the, in the world, I, I may not be convinced that other people are real. <laughs> if I'm a psychopath, probably absolutely don't think they are. But, I, but, I'll, but I'll act accordingly. I'll assume that's true. I, I, I assume all other human beings. I can't, I, can't, I can't know that when I look at the colour red, you see red. We will just agree on that agreed code. I can't I, know that. No, you that can't. Your, your ethical values are the same as mine, but we'll agree on a code we'll fall out over it from time to time we might disagree that that's, that's not red that's not red that's 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 orange but we nevertheless our, our negotiations between ourselves will produce an agreed means of rubbing along together even though we're locked in our lonely little heads
2: that that discussion or describing that so well john is the acceptance of human consciousness if we if we were told by science, we may be in you know twenty thirty years time um, that, that you know, the physical determinists have their way, and so that that, that consciousness is just um, a relic from the past. It's not really and uh, it's not really describing anything. There is just brain acting physical organisms in your head making decisions for you. Um, then those discussions which are always polite and and measured would be meaningless and people would stop referring to them. And then we would just gobble a pill as Rich says to moderate <laughs> behavior and there would be no more than bio machines. So, so this consciousness is vital because it does, I suppose that's why we've been talking about it. It does separate us from the machine and allows well, us to have a different experience or which is what we haven't really talked about in this discussion is the qualia which is never explained of the hard problem of consciousness you've just said uh, John about experiencing red or a color these things science hasn't hasn't even begin to ex- begun to begin to explain i should say um, how uh, a, a neuron firing can produce a qualia they don't know how though to what the relationship is between the brain and qualia and qualia is the is the scientific term for consciousness, being aware of a smell, being aware of a sound. They can't see any connection between that and the brain firing. Until that's explained, society still has consciousness. Once that's explained, then everything becomes physical. And then we are no more than bio machines. And then we, we perhaps understand how the artificial intelligence would operate without a soul, because if we don't have consciousness, we don't have a soul either. We're just brain. We're like you know, just a physical organism, like a liver or a heart.
0: So we tend to fall into a camp of those who say you'll never explain it, and I think they're in the same area as people who thought that you could that computers would never play chess. Yeah, it's it's a hard it's a hard problem. It's insoluble. Consciousness is an insoluble problem. It's a mystery. You know, and 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 those who and those who say, well, you no, know we're not. It's um, yeah, that we are going to <laughs> solve this, and we are going to probably understand consciousness, and um, and what the consequences of that will be.
2: Maybe like, maybe it'll be computers that will tell us what the problem of conscious hard problem of consciousness is.
1: What about um, panpsychism, as it relates to that? I mean, the doesn't panpsychism argue that everything has some form of consciousness anyway. It's a bit like the kind of Spinoza argument with God being everywhere, but from from what I could get from it was that panpsychism argues that everything has a, a level of consciousness to it, you know, a, a, a small element of self awareness. And really, the the, the um, if if it is everywhere uh, and everything has some consciousness, then does does that go some way of addressing Chalmers' problem of hard?
0: hard problem with consciousness i think it does because i think consci- then then we are asked what the consciousness maybe um comes in of, of as varieties again as we started beginning it, uh, plant plants are conscious if they react to the things around them. they do I mean, tree, yeah. trees apparently communicate through their roots <laughs> and so on and all sorts of animals and so on they have mm. some form of consciousness it's not it's very different from our consciousness we can never understand entirely what that is they live in a world of of so different from us that we, we probably can't comprehend their consciousness. So there's so if consciousness may be insoluble, it may be it may be that we. And the reason we try we, the reason it's insoluble is because we are conscious humans trying, as you say, the, the, maybe only AI will ever solve it. Because conscious humans can't understand their own consciousness. No well I can understand the consciousness going on inside the mind of a bat or something <laughs> of that kind. And so consciousness may exist in all things. It may be of all sorts of varieties it's impossible yeah. to understand um uh, and all our consciousness is is our own consciousness It's the consciousness of human beings built out of language and metaphor and symbols and imagery um that that that, that makes us our consciousness ours so i couldn't i said so maybe the the universe has its own consciousness maybe the world has its own consciousness and all things are linked together by a uh, well although i think pan, pan, it's true, just a story true, yeah but that may be another myth and, and story and narrative we want to impose on the world
1: and that's all human consciousness is a story which is what makes it so interesting i think with this ai stuff because we don't have we don't have stories yet of which to understand the possibilities of, of where it's going or, or we have we have stories that we can approximate at it but it's what got me when i thought about this stuff i thought what what language do you use to engage with something which we've never experienced you know AI as as it unfolds, why why would it not have consciousness? So you have to start thinking that if it's got, if it has infinite intelligence, as, as, as it probably will do as it, as it develops, mm. what what's to say there is no level of self awareness within that? And how do we then think about the, the birth of consciousness in that sense? We, we've got the history of the birth of consciousness within humans, or we've got we've got through mythology, we've got it through religion. We've got it through um, literature, sto- stories. We've got a, a sort of neurobiological, psychological, psychoanalytic. We've got all of these different languages that we can use to understand consciousness. Because it, I, I, I did sort of muck about with uh, the idea. If you think about things like um, mythology, depth psychology, that Jungian approach has a lovely way of looking at the way the, 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 the sort of mythological stories of the birth of consciousness and how it's developed. I wondered if some of that would fit in with A.I., you know, uh, you know, they, they, the, Eric Newman's book, uh, The Origins of the History of Consciousness. He the, the, starts off with the, he calls it an ouroboros like a, it's symbolic around, like a a snake biting its own tail. You know, that kind sort of circle. Mm. And and he goes, he talks about then how myth it breaks from that, the Great Mother, the, separ- the separation myth. You know, how, how does how this is what I said initially about self awareness. With AI consciousness, mm. how would it break from human consciousness? How would it develop its own story? And then you've got, you know, the the Joseph Campbell and, and, and Jungian ideas here around the, the the birth of the hero and the hero myth, which you know goes off and, and starts that, uh, famously in psychoanalysis, well, you know, the slaying of the mother, uh, the, the, the the father, castration. You know, how then do we do we do do we argue then that the ai consciousness will involve a separation from human and and, and to become its own yeah. qualia its its own self awareness and and what language how, how do we engage with that because we haven't experienced it yet. we've got no idea we at the moment our culture the dominant language of our culture is scientific uh, and it in its limiting in its ability because it's it's only ever testing hypotheses that can be falsified which which is great for for a certain set of like you use the word stories down a certain set of stories but I I wonder if this the stories that are going to be coming through this will be way beyond what that will allow us yeah
0: interesting I mean I'm not at all surprised by I mean not at all surprised by the sort of idea of the unity of myth- mythology and the, and the and the narrative structures that we that we all seem that, that shared across cultures and the unconscious imagery that we that seems to be common to humanity and so on. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised that, that, that mythology and so, mythology and legend and so on and dreaming can, can show a, can show insights because we're all human. So although I'm not certain that when you look at red, you're seeing the same red as me, I bet it's not far off because you're human. <laughs> so I, it's that Wittgenstein that thought experiment of the beetle in the box. So he's yeah. got a box and you've got a beetle in it. But everyone else has got a box, and they've got something else in it, and you can't see into anyone else's box. You open your box up, and you say, oh, I no, think it's a beetle." Well, you don't know it's a beetle. You give it the word "beetle," and someone opens their box up and assumes they've all got the same. So they say, oh, "Yeah, it's a so by screwdriver." So so. Someone's got a spanner in their box. <laughs> but you can never quite know what it is because the, lang- the language, the codes of language we've agreed on, define uh, are, um, are shared. But our own, our own individual consciousness is 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 uh, is is unique. I think the strength of the mythological
1: argument so, which you know, in, for human consciousness, has been historically the way in which they they map out across the ages and across history. You know, the, it's a, it, it's looking at it in a collective sense, which which may be a strong way of looking at. at well, say it might be a, a useful tool to look at AI because it's it's a collective consciousness. Well, it's a singular, but it's universal, but it's, will it develop into singular, like we said earlier, singular pods of, of AI-ness or are we going to have one totality of it? Uh, we're talking about ego formation, really, aren't we? It does, yeah. does AI end up with ego formation? Does it Does it view its
2: well, again? Again, we're anthropomorphizing, we're just saying it will be kind of like human beings that's the whole point it might be like nothing which we could ever relate to and we come up with ideas that we have no understanding of. So my earlier point about the like cat trying to understand you know the Middle East no you're absolutely right Dan
1: but 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 at the same time we will, we will have to think about it and speak about it in some sense and 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 and
2: we, we might you know, be around
1: we we can argue that in it with more or less anything though can't you you know that it's uh, that everything is a is put across as some some form of story, w- of which you put a human dimension to it.
0: Well, yeah. Well, now now we're getting we're becoming futurologists, which is well, no, but again we are getting sci because because it's Philip K. Dick, isn't it? It's uh, you know, will 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 androids dream of electric sheep? You know, will, will they dream? Will will and will androids have Freudian slips? <laughs> Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Will they
2: feel uncertain?
0: Will they feel uncertain? Will they get anxiety? Will they dream? Will they, you know, uh, all those all those things? I think science fiction prob-
1: probably will give you a, a a better approximation of possibility over anything else.
0: Yeah, of course. Be. Yes. Oh, there's a lovely. There's a lovely. Um, was it Black Mi- Black Mirror episode where I think Black Mirror where there's some someone has a robot that cleans the house and the robot because pros- follows its logic process to cleaning the house, realizing the human is the messmaker and even. And in the end, kills the human because <laughs> because they. I remember my father saying to me, he said he, he worked in aircraft simulators, and he said, "Well, the most de- the most dangerous component on a plane is the pilot. It's increasingly that everything else is very very reliable. And the part, but the pilot, the pilots, the, the number of crashes and e- are caused by pilot error is extremely great. So a lot of the a lot of the uh, things put into airplanes are there to mitigate against." pilot ego and pilot stupidity and pilot mistakes and pilot lack of consciousness. The machine should take it over. If, when, when cars can be driven by machines, they'll be a whole lot safer.
2: Well, I've got that in my new car. The car coming up to the traffic, it says proximity, and it stops. It breaks before I could break. Brilliant. This is weird.
1: What, what about, I mean, we, we, we mentioned our ethics uh, and AI. I mean, you hear, um, I know... Um, Elon Musk, I heard him speaking the other day on, on an interview, and he was saying yeah. about the, the lack of regulation and how important it was to, to, to put systems in place. But I mean, if you, I mean, AI, not AI necessarily, but robots. I mean, with the science fiction kind of angle here, you know, Asimov talks about this, doesn't he? With the three three robot laws that, that you know, I don't remember what they are. I think the first was like robots can't harm humans, or they have to, the, the, you know, these kinds of yeah. Three kind of arguments there, and, and and I, I wonder whether or not perhaps with the development of AI, will, will there be AI laws that we put in place? You know, do do we constrict the development they can have? Will, will there have to be something like that? In yeah, already,
0: in a way they already are. They're, I mean, they'll build on data protection laws, and we'll have to have we'll have to have laws about how they're used. Human humans will have to develop laws to 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 learn how to live with to learn how to live with AI.
2: There was with nuclear technology. There is nothing at the moment for uh, AI. That's what the big discussion's about. The well, moment. actually,
0: that, that, that's interesting. You should say that, Dan, about uh, nuclear, you know, now that um, Oppenheimer is out. Uh, I've not seen Oppenheimer yet. But, no, I
2: haven't seen it yet, no.
0: Yeah, uh, but Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah. Oh, have you that? Richard, have you seen Barbie?
1: No, Funny enough, I haven't yet. I thought that would be yeah. your kind of film, really. <laughs> no. My, my, uh, Nicky's seen it and, and, and my daughter's seen it yeah. oh no no I nice. think um, oh, sorry,
0: can I, can I, oh, anyway, I was going to say that we, human beings you wouldn't if you were around in about 1950s early 50s 60s and and you say well as Oppenheimer thought he says he says that famous quote from the Hindu Vedas or something you know I am become something destroyer of worlds I've become yeah I've become the destroyer of worlds yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah and you think and you think well yeah really how did we how did we escape that bullet then human beings in all their gross stupidity have been given the ability to annihilate themselves i'm gonna go with it for our listeners don't worry about the robots we managed atomic bombs
2: (laughs) probably uh let's wait to see how ukraine plays out
0: well, but, but there we we no we, we are we are the generation or, or two that have lived with the possibility of extermination through uh, atomic bombs. Yeah. What but about the treatment
1: of, of AI? If if we can say that there's a level of self-awareness, if we can say they they're, they're conscious, then does that affect how we use them? Because you know, could are, are we going to end up with another lumpen, you know, sorry, a, a proletariat and another sort of work? Uh, can we treat them? Would, would, could AI
2: have rights if it's self-aware? I think it'll. I think it'll be so much better than us. We, we would be. It wouldn't need to. It would right. It would have to be giving us rights, like we give animal rights. You know, that, oh, it would have to be yeah. working out. I don't think we would be in a position to give the, the AI rights. I think it'd be the other way around.
0: There's that observation. Let's hope hope the robots treat us better than we treat animals. Yeah, I mean that kind of they, 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 and that again we're circling back a little bit because that conversation doesn't matter. That conversation earlier that that why doesn't increasing proficiency of intelligence produce greater moral obligation and community and so on? Because it hasn't necessarily done that with humans. Yeah, it has. You could also argue you could also argue we are an awful lot more humane than we used to be, and. We don't we don't have people fighting in rings for entertainment anymore like the Romans did. and We don't have and slavery is generally considered not a good thing even though it still exists. So we are our, our moral intelligence and sense of us sense of our obligation to animals even has changed in our lifetime. And people used to treat animals much more. They still treat animals appallingly, but you know we are we are uh, at least we're a bit, at least we're guilty about it. You know you tuck into that ham sandwich, but you're worried about the pigs being intelligent. And it, you look not the ad- red tractor, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, that's all
1: The happy pigs. One of the issues we said earlier, that people worry about things, but but all the same, we still eat the ham sandwich. Does it really matter if you consciously yeah. have a thought about it? I mean, it's kind of, and, and, and I think really this, this is where we said about the, initially, the sort of consciousness versus intelligence and that kind of self-awareness, because I, I, I think that that's really the, the, the key question here with AI. You, 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 we are definitely going to head towards something which is has infinite informa- information which you can access, and and it, but it, but does that does that massive well. bank yeah does it does it self learn does it self teach itself and and therefore is it self aware, and 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 if we have a well, level of self awareness then to use Dan's phrase here the stories by which we engage with it become radically different, don't they? Yeah, we will be following its, like its story. Yeah. Maybe, or, maybe not. Well, Who knows?
0: You know. Well, it's either. I mean, if the future and science fiction explores this, it transcends humans to a degree that we become you know, irrelevant to it, insects servants yeah. to it, or whatever. Or, or possibly that whatever whatever AI we of the future manifest, how it ever manifests itself, it will still be our creation. Mm. So it will it will reflect us uh, more than. Uh, the uh, other other life forms might. Yeah. So it'll still be it'll still be a, it, and, and which you could argue, therefore, it'll always be a tool of humans. It'll be created by humans for humans. It will be a version of us, at the very least. You could argue, and, and, unless it stops being like us and starts constructing its own identity.
2: I think that's more likely. Yeah. I
0: have to wait, I have to wait and see on. Yeah. And see on that one. Probably.
2: Yeah. Not too yeah. long
0: though. Probably not too long. Ooh. We might we might even see it. In our own,
2: I think so. Yeah,
0: span our own short
1: well, span. I, I think with, the, with with technology as we have it at the moment, it, it just becomes more of a problem as as, as technology develops, doesn't it? it is and, and 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 our reliance on technology, which is already beyond you know, trying to live without it now is more or less impossible, isn't it? But I, I think as it starts to develop and you know and, and and our everything becomes dependent on it, down to your own kind of relationship with yourself if you like your your own consciousness becomes bound to to machinery and technology which which to an extent it is, which you is know, where we ev- are evidence of that leave your phone at home and go out and see how you feel you know the, you 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 experience anxiety don't you you know wh- wh- where's
2: my phone how long have you gone without your phone i'm going to try and do that for a couple of days this holiday i'm just going to not touch my phone leave it uncharged and i'm see what i can whether i can do that
0: is that is that because you've
2: I'd probably. You have a, too much.
0: It's again. You're a romantic, Dan. You want. You want to. You want to. You know. You you walk past cottages where some bloke's working on the roof, thatching it, eating his ham sandwiches, and you think, oh, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd become a thatcher on the roof. <laughs> you know. I wish I'd become a mower in the fields. So I, I I don't. All this technology and ideas and stuff. I want to. I want to be authentic.
2: No, no, <laughs> not, not, I, I, no. It's about. It's, it's a humongous waste of time. When, when, if you're not using it deliberately and it's just in your hand, you can just lose so much time just staring at it. I wonder. I, I might be speaking for myself, I don't know. But, so if I leave it at home, I can be more
1: productive. But, but,
2: but I, I wonder if, if, if the
1: future might not be like many of these kind of dystopian, scientific, science fiction kind of narratives where you've got a split of people, like you say, that, 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 that want the technology, that engage with it, that go along with the, with the tide or the flow and use it for their works and everything else and, and then you i think you're going to have a kickback against that where people do go towards this, this kind of authentic growing their own vegetables the food, we were laughing at this before you know but grow, you know just be, becoming as 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 much nature based as as you can be and and, and a move away from technology i, I think yeah. i wonder if the future will have that because there's no a lot of the fears you know it's digital currency stuff and and, 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 and all of the issues that've we've seen you know like this surveillance societies kind of thing it's it's all contingent on technological developments you know if you get rid of it all and you go back back to basics as it were i mean I, I think that I think there'll be a move culturally towards that definitely moving
2: forward I think I think it'll be a kind of a position of being quite i think probably a kind of an elitist position to be without digital. Um, communication without uh, the need to reach out for the internet uh, isn't that, it isn't a, it, isn't a, it's an addition of power actually not to have to do that it's only be able to be super wealthy to go back to a simple life yeah I mean most studies on
1: mental health will, will, will argue that you know what, the best things you can do is, is, is eat non-processed organic as you can food go outside in the sun experience you know the, the weather go outside in nature uh, and spend as much time the there more. as you can. Exercise, so so move, so do all of the sort of all all of the things that people once would have done anyway without technology. And then you've got ever exactly, yeah. Yeah, e- e- ever growing rates of, of of mental health issues, which are intimately bound to to technology, aren't they? Yeah. You know, the more time you spend on a screen, the more time you're listening to other people or watching how other people are living, and 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 it's it, it's a it's a kind of a, a, a negative spiral, isn't it? Really, it seems right. to be.
0: Yeah, I've mixed mixed I've definitely mixed things. But I mean, I, when I'm out and about, and I see, I, if I you might again being an old fogey, I see people you know together, but not together. You know, a series mm. of people you know in a bar, in a pub, who are basically sitting together but are all engaged on their own phones. But yes, some some boys speak to each other, <laughs> share your views, you know, and so forth. I I, you know, I do have that. And, I, and a bit of me wants to tell, you know, I hear my parents telling me to stop staring at the television and go outside and play. But there's no doubt about it. Is there also that this technology uh, connects people and uh, gives the ability to see things and hear things and say things as well as waste and, your time? And, 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 and you John,
1: wo- but pro- pro- also to be watched, observed. You know, every minute detail of your thought process, you know, we'll say every minute detail, but the thoughts you have, every Google search, every location that you go to, every Mm -hmm. communication that you have is now not your own. It's stretched across, uh, you know, it's within devices that I'm assuming are becoming more and more available to... That that wealthy. i think i think
0: worries me a bit more i mean because i can't really worry too much about the the robots taking over the world or us being pushed aside by super intelligent creatures because that that will will or sort of will or won't happen and, and it's mm. a, still not quite here what does worry me and it is here you're right is the is the surveillance of our society and the way it changes the, our relationship with work our relationship with each other and if you want to see a model of where this is going places like china well, they are they are racing ahead with, with research into AI in order to manage and control their population. Well, that's the that's how that, how,
2: that's how all the takeover would would happen. If this kind of mythical takeover does occur, it would be very subtle. It wouldn't be you know storms of robots walking down the street. It would be um, the machine saying, "I don't think you should have that for for supper. Perhaps you should have this." Uh, yeah i've noticed you've been on the internet for a bit too long today uh, yeah. do you think you should I, go on for a walk
0: yeah it's true uh, well the subtlety will you know, the control will be quite subtle i think a lot of chinese people don't realize that they you know if you go and ask people on the streets of china what about tiananmen square do you that was a terrible event and you, they've not heard of it so you can write things out of history however the other side of the, and we're getting on to a discussion about the value the value of the internet people people that will some will have heard of it because they know how to hack through and Get the information and so forth, but the subtlety of the, the subtlety of AI is when you go on something like TikTok, and you dec- i said this to you Rich, the other day. You try and play it, you try and game it. You know, I, I shan't look at certain things. I shan't. I look at other things. I'm in charge of this, and you realise quite quickly it's in charge of you. It's led you down the rabbit holes of things. Chinese control of the population, though, and it isn't. It isn't necessarily guaranteed that liberal democracy will win out it's it's certainly not it's certainly not doing a great job at the moment when you look at China you look at Russia you look at other countries in the world controlling the population managing the population through authoritarian AI I think that's a that's a serious worry
1: well if you remove mm-hmm. if
0: you if you end up with a cashless society
1: and and it's become centralized and, and it's more like a sort of voucher system which yeah you, know, you hear people talking about now uh, then I think it becomes even more like, uh, as Dan was saying you know it becomes more controlling in that sense because then like you say you depending on what you it's like a series of i don't know if you've been covered in black mirror but you know depending on what what you've viewed your conduct online will depend what you can spend your voucher or, or money on and, and you're not allowed to keep keep money for too long all, all these kinds of uh these arguments out there yes you know, it removes human autonomy doesn't it, it and, and freedom, which again, I think, moving forward, push that split between people who are, like, say, Dan, probably haven't thought of that. It probably will be the very affluent who are able to to, to go, go back. back to, yeah, to go back to basic, turn you know, get rid of the technology, the yeah. AI, oh,
2: yeah, yeah, free of the AI, yeah. and just go for a walk and leave your phone at home. That'd be so, yeah. a- and, and, and
1: and and we become controlled, the rest of
2: us, by by yeah. the algorithm. Really, the
1: algorithm yeah. will dictate yeah what what you can do and what you can't do. And, and, and the thing is, when we think of it as, a, as an algorithm, you know, it's, it, we think in a very mechanistic, you don't think when you use the word algorithm of consciousness, do you? Like an AI consciousness, it's just that, that, that's, well, that, that becomes then algorithm is, is, is a form of intelligence, but it doesn't have an eye, does it? It's not a thing in, in the same way as we, we were discussing earlier, which I think is called, becomes interesting thinking yeah. about this in terms of, uh, as, as as a singular thing, you know, separate, as I was saying about the uh, depth psychology stuff about castration. And well, is there an ego formation, using that word, within AI where it's castrated from its humanness and it starts to learn independently for it, for the, even for the best of itself or however, how, however, it's going to develop, but away from humanity? It's in that sense, sense it's very much right? like a kind of uh, uh, intelligence or, sorry, it's like consciousness, these old arguments. Mythological arguments around the development of consciousness in that sense, because an algorithm isn't the same, is it? But it, but it, but or, or is it again? It's just language that we're using.
0: You have been listening to the Spinoza Triad as we attempt to apply philosophy to the world around us. This week we discussed artificial intelligence and how our understanding of consciousness, human identity and intelligence might give us an insight into a world that is rapidly approaching. Thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed this discussion, you can listen to our past episodes on Spotify and multiple other platforms. Thank you.